What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Back at it again today, Wednesday, June 5th. I hope all you guys are having a good day. Hope all you guys are enjoying the sun, at least where I'm at. It's very sunny, starting to get hot. It definitely feels like summer today. Um, so I hope all you guys are good, though. Hope all you guys are enjoying your day. Hope all you guys are working hard. Hope all you guys are continuing to grind. And yeah, man, today... I just wanted to talk about my Michigan State Spartans. You guys all know I'm a diehard Spartan fan. I live green. I bleed green. All that type of stuff. But, man, so this upcoming season, we are projected to be the number one ranked team in America. And, honestly, I don't like it, but I understand why people have this ranked number one. I don't like being ranked number one because a lot of people say it, but I think us as Spartans, especially the Spartan basketball team, we play out our best when we're being doubted. Just like this past season when we went to the Final Four, it was few people outside of Spartan Nation that really had us going to the Final Four and beating Duke. I had us beating Duke. I thought the whole time we could beat Duke, and like, of course, we did. But nobody really saw us going to the Final Four because we had so many injuries from Josh Langford, who I'm so glad is healthy and back for next year's squad. Um, Nick Ward was banged up a little bit. Kyle Arns was banged up. And so we were just really bad. It was even some games where Matt McQuaid missed, uh, like, versus Louisville. And I think he missed a couple other games early in the season. But, and you know, we still ended up being in the Final Four. And a lot of people say, like, you know, Izzo's not a good coach or blah, blah, blah. Well, um, or two and, or two, his record is 2-6 and six in the Final Four. And I'm like, okay, you're pointing out a losing record, but... Do you not know how hard it is to make it to a Final Four? Coach Izzo has eight Final Fours and one national championship. And, you know, he's had some teams that he's could have won a national championship with. This, You know, this year's team obviously was one. Next season's team, who we're going to talk about today, is definitely going to be probably one of his better teams. Now, the last time I think we were number one um, was the year Jaron Jackson was a freshman. I believe we were ranked number one for, like, a week, I believe, or something like that, and then we lost to, I forgot who, but that team could have won a national championship, even though we lost to Syracuse, but that team was built, you know, we had a couple pros on that team, Miles Bridges, Jaron Jackson, Cassius Winston was just finding himself, but we're going to talk about this year's team, and what I expect from each and every player, and what I expect from the team as a whole, now from the team as a whole, I hate to say this because I feel like I'm 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 jinxing this almost or I'm kind of making us unlucky. But to me, and I I think I'm speaking for the rest of Spartan Nation when I say this. Honestly, it's either national championship or bust, and I hate to say that because it's unfair to Izzo. I'm not gonna lie, it's unfair to Coach Izzo, and you can never underestimate the the strength of March Madness because there's so many good teams, but like. Honestly, this upcoming season, it's a it's a couple of good teams that can win it. Um, to me, it's my Spartans are one, Kentucky is two, and honestly, I really like Louisville. I think Louisville is good enough to win a national championship. Do I think they will? No, but I think Louisville could. You can never count out Coach K and Duke, um, and it's a couple other teams that could. Like, but you never know. College basketball is crazy. At the beginning of the season. I would, I would have told you that you were a drunk person if you thought that Auburn was going to make it to the Final Four. And look at that. They made it to the Final Four. Um, you know, it's, it's every year it's a team like Texas Tech that just catches on fire throughout the tournament and makes it to the Final Four. But 
let's get into the team. So, like I said, I already think it's final or it's national championship or bust. And I hate to say that, like I said, because I feel like I'm jinxing them. But honestly, I just feel like the talent that we have on this team. I think honestly, I said it in 2017 when Jaron Jackson was a freshman. But I think Izzo really has his most talented roster, one through 12 or 13 or whatever the case may be. I think he's never had a roster that's been this good, has been this elite, and, you know, it's it's up there. Like, I think this might end up being one of his best teams. I just hope he figures out how to get them all to play together as one early in the season because... Like we start off the we start off the year playing against Kentucky, so it's gonna be the top two teams in my opinion in the nation playing at the Champions Classic like they do every year. But to me personally, I never put too much weight into the national. I mean, into the uh, Champions Classic because it's the beginning of the season. Teams don't really know themselves. It's like last year, Kentucky got blown out by Zion and Duke. They got blown out. But if I, if Kentucky and Duke faced each other in a rematch later in that season. Do I think Duke beats him by 30 again? No. Duke literally played a perfect game. In Kentucky, they weren't Kentucky yet. They they had no identity. It was early in the season. They were struggling. They had a couple, you know, weird losses. Like, they lost to Seton Hall at Madison Square Garden in overtime, and they just weren't Kentucky. Kentucky didn't really find themselves through till midway of the season. So, that's that. But for my Spartans, though, we're going to get tested early. Like I said, we play, we play Kentucky first game. We play Seton Hall. Um, in the Gabbard games at Seton Hall. We play in the Maui Invitational, which is one of the top tournaments in the preseason every single year. Um, and we're just going to have a lot of good competition. Coach Izzo does a great job of scheduling preseason games. But um, going into each person, so let's start down the list. Cassius Winston. We, as Spartan fans, owe Cassius Winston a big uh, round of applause, standing ovation, whatever the case may be. He deserves it. He literally put his team on his back this past season with help of Kenny Goins and Matt McQuaid and took us to a Final Four. He literally piggybacked us to a Final Four. The last person I seen on Michigan State to piggyback a team to a Final Four was in 2015. Travis Trice completely put us on his back with Denzel Val- with help of Denzel Valentine and Brandon Dawson and took us to the Final Four where we eventually lost to Duke and Jaleel Okafor the year that they won it. But so Cassius, man... Is interesting because Cassius, he's saying he's going to get better, which I don't doubt. Cassius has gotten significantly better every single season. His freshman year, he really did not have a very productive freshman year. His sophomore year, you could see that he was developing into a really good point guard, but he still wasn't even the number one option. His junior year, it was almost like we needed him to play 40 minutes at each game. That's how good he was, and he was delivering. He literally played – I think we honestly used him – Till his, the, we honestly used him till the tread of the tires came off. Cassius played so much, and I thank him for that because, you know, it was tough having Foster Lawyer as a backup point guard, and that's not a knock on Foster, but it's just a hard jump from high school basketball to the Big Ten. It's a very significant jump. I don't think people understand that, and you have to get accustomed to it. Like, Cassius looked terrible his freshman year, and I can honestly say I think Foster Lawyer, as much as he struggled in his freshman year, I think he had a better freshman season than Cassius Winston. Cassius had to come off the bench and back up for Tum Tum, Naren, and he didn't look really good at all. He looked uncomfortable. He didn't really know how to make the right reads yet, but he adapted. He figured it out, and now look at him. He's easily, to me, he's the best point guard in all of college basketball. I think he was this year. I mean, I I think John Morant was the best pro, but I think college basketball-wise, Cassius Winston was second to none. 
He no other point guard in the nation could do what he did with the amount of stuff that happened with, with Michigan State. So I just give credit to him. But I think he's just gonna take it up another level next year. I don't think he'll be a, a say a a Naismith Player of the Year because, and that's not knocking him. Listen to what why I say this. I say that because he's not gonna have to do as much as he did this year next year because he's still gonna have he's next year he's gonna have more pieces. He's gonna have Josh Langford. He's gonna have Rocket Watts. He's gonna have Malik Hall, Aaron Henry, Gabe Brown are all gonna be better. Marcus Bingham. We're gonna have everybody's gonna take a jump. We're gonna. But let me say this first, though. We're also losing a couple pieces. Nick Ward was a great Spartan, one of our best post players in recent years, very productive for us. He struggled on defense, had his arguments and stuff with Coach Izzo, but he was still a very reliable player to have on the floor. We're going to miss Nick. We wish him the best in the NBA. Then we lose Kenny Goins, who was probably, to me, the greatest walk-on of any college basketball player of all time. Of all time. I've never heard a walk-on do what Kenny Goins has done. He came in, he defended his butt off, he played hard every single possession. That's hard to teach. That's really hard to teach. Um, and he hit three. He hit not only three pointers, but he hit so many timely three pointers. He had a game winner versus Wisconsin this year. He had obviously he had one of the biggest shots in Michigan State history by knocking off Duke in the Elite Eight. And Kenny Goins is just a legend. I remember they said. The day he got a scholarship, I believe he got a scholarship his sophomore year, um, which would have been his redshirt junior year, I think. Um, they said he got the scholarship, and he went to the Magic Johnson statue just outside of the Breslin Center, which is Michigan State's home floor, and he cried. And he just sat there on the statue and cried. And so, you know, Kenny Gordon's a legend. To me, he's a legend. If he ever comes to California and needs help with anything, I got him because I love him like that because he is just the things that he did in one season, I mean, he, he had a really good uh, season last year too, but this past season really set him apart, and it showed you that Tom Izzo, the great Coach Izzo, knows how to, how to develop his players all around. So that's that. We're going to lose those two, and then we're going to lose another big-time Michigan State Spartan, Matt McQuay. Big shot Quato from day one was a big-time shot maker. He was a clutch shot maker. His first big-time shot was his first game in 2015, I believe. He had the game winner versus Kansas at the Champions Classic. Um, he had a couple big-time shots after that. This year, he went crazy versus Michigan in the Big Ten Tournament Championship game. Um, and he was just a big shot maker. It's hard to replace players like that because, let's be honest, a lot of players are not built for that type of moment. Matt McQuaid is built to hit big-time shots. And he has – I wish somebody would make a YouTube video of all the big-time shots that he's hit at Michigan State alone. He is a legend. He's one of the best shooters we've ever had. And I was thankful to watch him for all four of his years and grow as a player. And we're rooting for Matt McQuaid, too, because he's actually going to be in the NBA draft. He's working out for teams. Um, I believe he worked out for the Detroit Pistons yesterday. I know he had a, a private workout with the Grizzlies a couple weeks ago. So we're definitely rooting for Matt McQuaid. I definitely think if the right team gets him, he's going to be a big-time factor in the league. So shout-out to Quato, man. He's a legend. But so I expect Cassius to take a jump, but I expect him to be – he's not going to take – like I said, he's not going to take as many shots as he did this past season because he's going to have his weapons. And people forget, Josh Langford did play a little bit of the season. He didn't play the entire season, obviously, but when him and Cassius were on the floor together, they looked really good, like – I think the best example was the Texas game. We played Texas at the Las Vegas Invitational Tournament. Um, I guess I think that was the first year they've ever had it, but Joshua was killing. We came out the gate slow versus Texas. Like, they took a big lead on us. I think they took, like, a 15, 14 lead on us, almost 20 points, and 
Cassius and Josh really clicked good. So I can't wait for them. I think they're going to be the best backcourt plus Rocket Watts, who we'll talk about in a minute. I think they're going to be the best backcourt in the nation. Like experience-wise, they played in all the big-time games. It's only a matter of time. So that's – and then Josh, going into Josh, so that's Cassius. But Josh, I expect him to take a big-time leap also. And what I mean by that is his career has been kind of weird. Yes, he was a McDonald's All-American and all that type of stuff. He was a five-star player. He's from Alabama. But he had a thing where he kind of fell in love with the mid-range game for some reason. I know he's a great mid-range shooter, but he would take, like, weird mid-range shots. Like, he would take a one-dribble pull-up right into the defense instead of just shooting the wide-open three. Or he would – you know, he would he would never shoot the three. But last year, the few games that he played, he definitely took a step away from that. He was aggressive in driving to the rim. So I expect him to be a bulldog. And especially since he was hurt and he got to watch the games from a different perspective as a coach, pretty much, he should have a whole different feel for the game. He should know all the reads, all the plays, all the type of defenses he's going to see. I expect Josh to really be a big-time leader and captain. And he is. Um, he was for us this past season, even though he was hurt. Um as a big-time leader for us. So that's Josh. Um, let's just go down the starting five. Xavier Tillman, he's going to be a big-time piece for us because we don't really have a big man, so quote-unquote. He's going to be our post-presence. He's going to be – I need him – this year he really struggled um, getting points in the paint and around the rim, but um, I liked his progression through March Madness. Through the, throughout the tournament, his three-point jumper really started to fall. Um, I like that his jumper got much better throughout the tournament. Um, but like I said, he's already a great defender and a great rebounder. He's great at that. That's what Coach Izzo preaches. He does that job to a T. But we're going to need him to definitely score points in the paint because he kind of struggled with it this year. He for sure struggled with it this year. But I think that's going to change next year as he develops and continues to get comfortable in the low post again. Because I, I, I believe in high school, that's what he was dominant at. So he got to get back to that. But I still do, do not mind him shooting threes because he can shoot it. He has a very nice jumper, very reliable jumper. And so you can run pick and pops with Xavier Tillman. But I expect him to take that jump. Um, that's the only thing he needs, just get a, a more of a post presence, and he's going to be really good. So that's Xavier Tillman. Um, let's go to Aaron Henry. Aaron Henry was really a good player for us this year. He definitely developed throughout the entire season. He took a major, major leap throughout the entire season from – at first, he didn't really shoot the ball with confidence. Then he got to it. He was always a very good slasher and a driver. He could finish at the rim with the best of them. Um, very good defender. He knows how to move his feet. The only thing that he needs to work on is getting a consistent three-point jumper. Once he has that, it's a wrap. Because throughout the tournament, I don't think fans really appreciated his playmaking ability. He was dropping dimes that Cassius drops um, throughout games. Like He really had a lot of very good playmaking ability throughout the tournament, and he really improved on that. If you watch the LSU game, which was probably his best game of the season, it wasn't just him scoring points all the time. I believe he had uh, 20 points that game. He was dropping dimes, and he had a couple dimes versus Minnesota and a couple dimes versus Bradley, and I really liked his playmaking ability. Like I said, if he gets a three-point shot, he's an NBA player, and I already know Coach is going to develop him because he's only a freshman. So he, the sophomore year is going to be a really big year for him. He might even, you know, go to the NBA after a sophomore year. We never know. So Aaron Henry just get a three-point jumper. Marcus Bingham, who I think is one of the more underappreciated players, but the world is going to be put on notice. He is Jaron Jackson 2.0. Even though I'll say this, Jaron is a better offensive player, but I think Marcus has a better shot, a better jumper. Even though Jaron has a very beautiful three-point jumper that is very effective in the NBA, 
I think Marcus's jumper is much more prettier. I think his offensive game still needs to be developed and worked on, but Jaron got him beat there. I think they're both elite uh, shot blockers. I think they can both, you know, they're both swatting shots out the arena. I'm going to need Marcus to be able to do a lot of that this year. He didn't really play that much this year. Um, they actually wanted him to redshirt because he was so skinny. He has a very skinny frame, but I think he's going to, I mean, I'm already knowing, I've seen pictures of him in the weight room. He's definitely gaining weight. This summer is going to be a big time summer in his game. He's also an NBA prospect that I can see for sure gaining some steam this next season. So that's Marcus Bingham. Um, let's go to our veterans. Kyle Arns. Kyle had a very good year. He had a game winning dunk versus Florida um, in the preseason. Honestly, Kyle doesn't even need to really improve that much. Like, I won't sit here and tell you he's a guaranteed NBA player, but his game is really well-rounded. He can hit the mid-range jumper. He can hit the three. He's a very good driver. My only thing with Kyle is I just hope he stays healthy. If he stays healthy, he's such a big-time player for my Spartans because he can defend. He can shoot it when we need him to. He can create his own shot for the most part. So I'm not really worried about Kyle. As long as he's healthy, he's effective for us. And, you know, he's dealt with a lot of injuries. But I just need him to stay healthy, man. I hope he does. He deserves it. He's had a long ride. Senior year coming up. I think he's going to really do it. Um, let's get to the freshman. Um, or, or let's stay with the sophomores. Foster Lawyer. Foster, I hate to say it, but I think his minutes will diminish a little bit. Um, even though he didn't ooh, excuse me, even though he didn't play that much this season. With the addition of Rocket Watts, I just feel like Rocket is better already. No offense to Foster, because he is a good time player. Um, but Foster did have a big-time game in the Big Ten tournament versus Ohio State where I think he hit four threes. So Foster definitely capable. But if he wants to take that next jump in his game, he's got to learn how to defend. It's simple as that. He has pretty much everything else. He's got to get stronger, obviously. But his key is he's got to be able to defend, and he's got to be able to hit shots off the catch. Because, yes, he can create his own shot, but, yes, he is little at the same time. So he's got to try and be like a Drew Nitzel. And that's saying a lot because Drew was definitely a legendary Spartan dog. And that's a hard name to live up to, especially playing in a Michigan State jersey. But I think Foster can kind of be like that. He just got to learn how to let the game slow down in his head and not be so complicated, not overthink. So I think Foster will be fine. Just got to get his defense up. So that's Foster Lawyer. Um, Gabe Brown. Gabe had a pretty good freshman season, too. He didn't play a lot. But he his best game was, I believe, was LSU, too, where he had them five threes, I believe, maybe four. Um, he's already a knockdown shooter. Um, I think his shooting will definitely improve this next season. Lefty, confident. I think he's just got to work on his uh, slashing game because he is kind of skinny. But I think, you know, he's going to work on that. I think he's going to improve. He might be an NBA player also. Honestly, he is talented enough where if he can kind of get a little bit faster, too, that's another thing. he got to get a little bit faster. But if he gets faster and turns into a, a more – better of a not more of a slasher but a better slasher his game will definitely take on new heights and he'll go to another level so that's Gabe Brown um and now the freshmen the freshmen are interesting because Rocket Watts to me is probably the best freshman already um his game is you know he's crafty he's he's going to be better than what Foster was as a freshman and Cassius was as a freshman he's going to be an immediate impact type player because He's hard to guard. He can really break down his defender with his dribble combinations and his moves. He's very effective. Um, his jumper is crazy. He can shoot it out, out the gym range. He's tough. He's really tough. He's going to 
he's going to be an important role. And it's, it's good for him because he's not going to have to come into a situation where he's going to have to start from day one. He's going to be learning from a very talented point guard in Cassius. He's going to eventually take the keys from him next year. But he's going to be what Eric Bledsoe was to Kentucky. And that's what Rocket Watts going to be. Eric Bledsoe, he played behind John Wall at Kentucky. But he was a very big-time piece in their Final Four run. And he contributed a lot. Rocket Watts is going to be that. If we had Rocket Watts this year, honestly, I think we would have beat Texas Tech. And I've said that a couple of times. But I think it's a fact. Because Rocket Watts is talented. He can create his own shot. He's a very – a lot of people just see that he can score and make and do a lot of stuff with the ball, but he is a very good playmaker. He's going to be a point guard. Coach Izzo's not going to play him at the two. He's going to be able to find his own shots just like Cassius is, but he's going to be able to create. And, you know, we could have used him a lot this year. Like the game versus Louisville, Cassius fouled out. We could have used him. Even though Foster Lawyer played play pretty good, we still could have used him. Cassius fouled out and in overtime, I believe, and we had nowhere to look except Foster. But – Rocket is going to be good. Um, I just hope he can catch up fast. He can learn fast about defense because Coach Izzo preaches defense. So I'm not really worried when you play for a mastermind of a coach like Coach Izzo at defense. So he's just got to learn that. But besides that, offensively, I have no worries about Rocket Watts. Like I said, I'm giving him high expectation because he is an NBA player. I think he's going to be an NBA player. I think he's going to be a first-round pick after a sophomore season like Gary Harris. Um, even though Gary was lottery, I think Rocket could play his way into the lottery because he's that talented. So that's just Rocket Watts. He's going to next year as a sophomore, he's definitely going to start. He's going to be one of the best guards in the nation. But this year, it's going to be a real crucial year for him. He's going to learn behind Cassius. He's going to learn the game. He's not going to have to contribute a lot, but he's going to have to contribute in March. But throughout the regular season, he's just going to have to be a pivotal point. He's going to have to give Cassius good minutes. And I'm already knowing he will because he's that talented. Like I said, He's going to be better than Cassius and Foster were as a freshman because he's that good. So that's Rocket Watts. Then you have Malik Hall. Malik Hall is important because Coach Izzo said himself, he's going to be an immediate impact type player. And he's already up in East Lansing working out with the team, going through summer school classes. So that's good for him. Malik is going to be an important player too. Now, he is an interesting player because I believe he's 6'7", almost 6'8". And he can play the three or the four, and he can hit shots. He's a very good three-point shooter. He's very good at getting to the rim and finishing through contact. I really like Malik's game. With Malik Hall, you can really spread the floor. That means we can have four players out, sometimes even five. If you want to run Xavier at the five, sometimes he can post up or shoot the three. And with Malik, he stretches the floor. He's going to be able to contribute offensively. He's going to get a lot of good minutes. He, um, I think him... And Marcus Bingham are honestly going to be fighting for that uh, last spot in the starting five. Because the starting five is going to be Cassius Winston, Josh Langford, Aaron Henry. I don't know who the four will be, but the five is going to be Xavier Tillman. The four spot is the most interesting spot right now. It's going to be a battle all summer between Marcus Bingham and Malik Hall. I don't know who it's going to be. It could be either or. I would not mind, but it's going to be one or the other. And that's what I love about this team. And let's finish off real quick, and I'll tell you what I really love about this team. Uh, with Julius Marble. Now, Julius is another interesting player because he's from Texas. Um, he doesn't really have a lot of highlights out there, but he's a really good post player. But he's going to be a four-year player. I'll tell you that right now. But I think the thing about him, he's not going to be a big-time piece for us, but he is going to develop so much under Coach Izzo. His game is going to go from average to a really, really good Michigan State player, just like a lot of players have. So I'm not really expecting a lot of him out of this year's team. But he's going to be a very important piece. And then I forgot about another sophomore, Thomas Kithier. Thomas 
gave us a lot of very good garbage minutes this year. I was really um, taken back by the performances that Thomas Kithier put on. He had a big-time game versus Iowa. He had a couple big-time plays versus Michigan, all, all, all three of those games. Um, a couple big-time plays versus Ohio State. Um, Thomas Kithier is interesting because he has a very good mid-range jumper, and I hope he gets consistent with that and even eventually get back to that three-point line. But I think he's going to end up being a very good post player because he can finish off, you know, catches. He finishes layups. Thomas could be an important player, too. He could fight for that fourth spot, fourth starting spot, too. But I think it's going to come down to Malik Hall and Marcus Bingham for that fourth spot. So, like I said, it's going to be Cassius Winston, Josh Langford, um, Aaron Henry. Uh, between Malik Hall or Marcus Bingham, I think it's going to be Marcus Bingham. He'll bring some more size. He'll bring some... Uh, spacing. He's going to bring a lot. And then Xavier Tillman. So that leaves the bench. This is the thing I love about this team. The bench is so deep and loaded that I'm going to love it. We're going to have Rocket Watts. We're going to have Gabe Brown. We're going to possibly have Malik Hall or Marcus Bingham. Like I said, I don't know. It'll probably be Marcus Bingham starting. So we'll probably have Malik Hall off the bench. The bench is so deep. This year, that was our biggest problem. Because of injuries, we had some setbacks and we couldn't really play a lot of players. But this year, it's a complete different story. I expect when Cassius Winston or Josh Langford subs out the game and say Rocket Watts and Aaron Henry or Gabe Brown come into the game for them, I don't expect a drop-off. This year, I expected a drop-off because Foster Lawyer was so young, didn't really understand the game yet. But next year, Rocket should be able to carry us while Cassius is out of the game. It, it should be no type of drop-off because we're going to have so much experience, so many leaders, and that's what I love about this team, and that's why I think we're going to win the national championship. And I don't want to jinx this, but experience matters in March Madness. As you can see, there was only two freshmen that started for out of all the four of the final four teams, there was only two freshmen that started. And that was Aaron Henry for my Spartans and Kihei Clark for Virginia. And experience really matters. And I think we're going to have that. I think we're going to be loaded. And that's what I love about my Michigan State Spartans. Everybody, except for, I believe, one uh, website has us ranked as the number one preseason team in America. I don't like it, but, you know, it's good to, you know, finally be noticed. But I'm, I'm happy for this team, and I'm excited for this team. I cannot wait for this next season. I cannot wait for Rocket Watts to show what he can do in the Big Ten. Um, it's going to be a really fun season. If you guys thought this season was fun, and it was really fun, I'm going to actually recap this past season because we had a hell of a run but in a later podcast. But this team really is going to be something special. Coach Izzo's got a lot of talent on his hands. It's going to be fun to see how he manages all the talent. Um, I know he's a great coach, though, so he'll figure it out along with Coach Stevens and Coach Fife and Coach Garland and others. And so it's going to be exciting, man. It's an exciting time. Um, this, like I said, we're coming off a of Final Four this past season. I expect to go the distance next season. A lot of people hate Coach Izzo because he doesn't have that second ring. They're saying he's not elite. I mean, he's already proven he's elite. He beat all. He's beaten all the Blue Bloods, so I don't really care about that. But I think that second ring will really prove to people that he is an all-time great coach, even though I already think he is. I have no doubt in my mind that he is. But the nation as a whole doesn't see it because they see, oh, he only has one ring, um, and that was back in 1999, and so it doesn't really count, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. Coach Izzo is elite. He's in the Hall of Fame for a reason. His peers in basketball respect him, and that's all that matters to me at the end of the day. So with that being said, hope all you guys enjoyed this, man. Please like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, share. This has been another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast. Y'all have a beautiful and blessed rest of y'all evenings. Enjoy game three of the, Western, of the NBA Finals, um, and I'll talk to you guys soon, man. One love and peace.